Hey, this is Russell, and I work at the video store, the place that you can go to once a week whenever it is movie night. Interesting people pop in to rent something, and we go through the films that they've loved across their life. When the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series and talk about them with my friends that work here. All right, let's do it. Let's open up the shop. All right, good morning. How are you, Christina? I'm fantastic. How are you, Russell? I'm great. Fantastic. I'm great. It's, it was a good weekend. Nice. I'm somewhat rested. <laughs> it's such you, a lie. Yeah, I know. It's, it's all it's lies a, here. I work on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. There's some people that do nothing. I, I work hard. I changed my own pool filter sand oh, on I Friday. Hate, I hate pools. So, I, you know... <laughs> Uh, today on the video store, we are going to have Cantona James uh, pop in to rent something. He is the star of the new Showmax original Spinners, which uh, episode one is now uh, streaming. It's a very exciting production. I I think it's great. I think he's phenomenal. Is this on the Max? This is on Showmax. Nice. And um, one thing I perhaps you've, you've figured out by now, is that uh, a lot of the people who we've gotten on the podcast thus far have been friends or people who have had a lot to do with the Bioscope. And of course, that's a lovely thing to, to do and, and to expand on that friendship. But in this case, this was a person who I'd never met. And the good people of Showmax put us in touch. And so I love the fact that the video store now has this established presence where... Ooh. The, the, the PR folks from Showmax and MultiChoice are reaching out and setting up these interviews. Oh, fantastic. So Cantona came through and over the course of this chat, we got to know each other. And I just love the fact that we can take, we can start as absolute strangers and end with um, such a great picture of these people. And um, I then watched Showmax, I watched the episode and it was very cool to then share with him just the fact that I really think it's great and I think he's such a great actor. And so it's, it's a real treat. Amazing. Um, I'm going to watch that now. I'm going to watch Spinners on, yeah, on the Max. As I was saying to you, I think it's a, one, one angle to pitch it is that it's a little bit like if Baby Driver took place in the Cape Flats. Nice. Okay, um, that sounds amazing. Yeah, he is, <laughs> a, he is a driver who gets roped into gang life in Cape Town and uses this, um, the you know, spinning, you know, that the, the, the vibe, that like kind of where they spin cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as a way to sort of get himself out. Like donuts. Yeah, that Coying vibe. donuts. Coying donuts. I'm from Benoni. Oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing there? Well, donuts. Yeah, coying donuts. Coying donuts. Probably more in Brackpan. I don't know. Let's okay. not insult people, okay. Russell. No, let's not. Let's not insult my neighbors. No. And uh, for all of those um, joining for the first time, welcome. Um, this is the start of our day here at the video store where we're setting up shop and neatening up the shelves and uh, getting our day underway. Um, and then Cantona is going to pop in um, and visit. But thereafter, myself and Christina are going to be talking about the shows that 
we're currently watching, the films that we're watching. Um, so please stick around for after that. And, um, and we got ourselves a great day. Fabulous. I'm off to go straighten some, some pictures in the, the hall. Okay. All right. You've got some work to do. I think let's get straight into it. This is Cantona popping in to rent something. How's it? Ah, good. Uh, tired. <laughs> Great to meet you. That was nice to meet you as well. I get the I get the impression you are having yourself a very busy time while you are here in Joburg. Yes, I've I've been doing interviews since I landed, uh, like at uh, 10, 10 a.m. Okay, so you just came in today. Yes, uh, I came in for the day. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. And it's just interviews. Eh? Yeah, and tomorrow I have to go literally straight from my interview to the airport, from the airport straight to sit. Okay, yeah. and and what is that set? Is that still spinners or no, is that something else? That's Arnsley. Um, I, I'm still shooting a telenovela. Um, there okay. yeah, for CakeNet. So. Okay, <laughs> but um, but what's brought you out here and what's brought us together is the TV show Spinners. Yes, which I'm very intrigued by, and um, I want to chat more about. I was invited to the premiere um, last week. And unfortunately, at the last minute, I couldn't make it. And I was rather bummed because I wanted to go into this chat with you, having seen yeah. episode one. <laughs> so I need to admit that I, I haven't All right. seen uh, it. Yeah, I also had to cancel last minute <laughs> before the that w- one. Were you meant to go to that? Yes, the one year in uh, multi-choice. Yeah, yes. at, at, the, at the offices. Because I also wanted to see the multi-choice cinema. Same. Yeah. I thought that could be kind of a cool thing to see. <laughs> um, okay, so you went there, so you don't know how it went. No, I, okay. I haven't heard anything yet. Okay. So. Um, what what does spinners mean to you? Because you, you're a working actor, you've got lots on the go. This is a biggie for you, hey? Yeah, no, this um, this this is the, the, the one that's going to like set the bar for me, or already set the bar for me. I mean, it's the first thing, uh, first African series to go to Cannes. And to be a part of something like that, um, it catapulted, I think, my career to another dimension. By can you, you mean it's it's screened what at the film festival? Um, it at, was, at the series festival. It's at the series. Is there yes. a series festival? Yes, uh, 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 the it was actually the sixth annual um, can series festival in oh, Cannes. That makes sense. Yeah, because you know they have the film festival, which yeah. we all know. Yeah, they have the advertising festival. Yeah which I did some time in advertising. I don't know whether you've ever done <laughs> no, your no, time. No. <laughs> it sometimes feels like military service. You've done your time. <laughs> and of course, the can, you know, you can win at can means a lot in the yeah. ad ad world, right? Yeah. Then there's also a porn film festival that, yes. that can does. Yes. But I didn't know about the series film yeah. festival. Yeah, it's the pink carpet, the pink festival. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, did you go? Yeah, um, I was invited to go. Um, unfortunately, it was only me that... Uh, could go myself and the director Yaku uh, Bower, so only him and I got okay. to go there. I, I managed to go to Cannes once. It's amazing, eh? We started our our cinema in 2010, and by the next year, we thought we need to go to Cannes. <laughs> <laughs> we immediately realized after the bank balance, we don't need to go to Cannes. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's very expensive to be in Cannes. It's very but it, expensive. But I mean, what a place! Yeah, no, it's it's. It's beautiful. I mean, it's one of the most luxurious places I've ever encountered in my life. Yeah. To walk past a store Louis Vuitton, then you have Dior next to it, then you have yeah, Armani. It, and sort of anyone can be anyone in a way. Like if you're there in a good suit, you know, everyone's going to take you seriously and want to yeah. know what you do. And, and so much business gets done. And 
at least for the film festival, which is yeah. what we were there for. I was. I remember being backstage, heading towards some screening and some little markety industry area, and all of a sudden the press who aren't allowed start shouting from sort of ten meters yeah. away at the person walking past me, and then you realize it's Jude Law, and you're like, "Oh, what, oh. A, what a place! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what a place! Yeah, every corner you find a celebrity. Yeah. Okay, so so the fact that you went, I mean, I, I know that you're the main actor of the show, but the fact that it was just you and the director just shows that, you know, you, you are holding up this show to some degree. Like, you're the guy. I guess that and uh, probably finances. <laughs> it was probably so expensive to get No, sure. But I mean, if down. they had to choose anyone, they choose you. Yeah. So, so this is very much a show that is centering around you. Around Ethan's, yeah. Ethan's yeah. experience. And yeah, basically he takes us through um, the journey of discovering all the other characters and seeing the other characters' stakes in lives. Have you have you carried a show before? No, this was actually my first, okay. first lead. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do at some point is we're going to go through your life and go through <laughs> a little uh, story of you. Um, but just quickly, Spinners, it centers around that, that idea of that scene with cars, where the cars spin, right? Yes. Um, that's where it sort of stems from. What's, what's the rough... We call it the back of the box here at the video store, which is if you had to take the 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 DVD off the shelf, what would it say on the, the back? Blurb. <laughs> the blurb for the bookheads. Yeah. Um, it would say a adventurous, thrilling show that follows a 17-year-old boy stuck in between many worlds and he has to navigate his way to save himself and save everyone around him. Okay. Yeah. And and he finds himself in this kind of like spinning scene. Is it like a gang of sorts or? Oh no! Yeah, um, yeah. How does the spinning come in? The spinning is actually the the the, the saving grace to okay. the story. His his skills of driving is being utilized by gangsters because okay. those are the people that actually pay. They're the people that get you know food on the table and protection in this rough community. Okay. Um. So he gets introduced to spinning, and then he realizes there's there's an escape. There is something other than working for a gang, driving for them, that he can use his skills to, to, to do something good and, you know, get out of the community. That's yeah. his only only goal, basically, to get yeah. him and his brother out of the community and okay. stable enough to, you know, live a proper life. Okay. How, how does, in my ignorance, how does the actual concept of spinning work? Because you always see it. Yeah. And you kind of see it as a bit of a show-off, flashy thing. But is there a way of actually competing? Yes. Um, how, how do you? How do you? Are there judges? Yeah. How does it work? <laughs> there's so there's the the the, the Shaimoto, um, Red Bull. Um, yes, because I Joba. know they do that, but I actually don't. I've never actually thought for a moment how they judge it. Because in a in a drag race, it's quite clear. Like yeah. if you win, you win. Yeah. The race, <laughs> yeah. like from whatever you do. Um, I've watched enough Fast and the Furious to uh, to know that vibe. Yeah. How how does the spinning work? So with the Shaimoto, there's more like obstacles that you have to go through. Um, okay. You know, spinning around a bin, and uh, okay. so there's different lines like a dartboard, um, and then okay. obviously if you spin in the red, that's a lot of points without hitting the bin. So okay. there's like a lot of precision that comes in. It's there. almost like a sort of show jumping yeah. thing, but just you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in some place in, that you've never heard of downtown and like lots of cars. Yeah, because I've always had this. Um, feeling when we watch um fast and the furious where you're like does this actually happen anywhere 
Okay, you not, know, like, is not, there, is not there, five and up. I don't think five and up. From then it gets a bit silly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you ever find yourself in these kind of scenes? Or did you ever find yourself at these places before? Um, now, he, before shooting? I was never allowed to. Um, my father hated the, the spinning scene. Um, or hated us going to the spinning scene. He Because the thing is, it, it, it was a very joyous um, thing on a Sunday for the community. So everyone came together, you know, okay. they... They sat, they smoked hubbly and drank. And my father didn't want us to be a part of that culture. Yeah. Um, he didn't want us to be part of that. But once I did sneak out <laughs> yeah, sure. and go and watch a, a, a spinning event in uh, my community. And I I kind of got the thrill. Yeah. I kind of got the it. thrill. It's, like it's um, one of those, like, I see it. I see it, but I, I don't really, I, I didn't get it from, from the driver's point of view. Um, because I saw how many tires burst and thinking yeah. of tire prices. Yeah, no, but <laughs> it's fucking not cheap. Eh? Yes, it's not at all. <laughs> and I, at my first experience, I just, I didn't get it until I got to be a passenger. Um, my brother-in-law um, oh, usually... They let, you le- they let you sit in. Yeah, he usually spins in the corner um, when he's feeling like it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I was in the car once and I was like, okay, to be a passenger and not know what's going to happen you know you're fearing for your life because you're literally spinning around a curb or a a, a wall but to be in the car driving and doing it is a whole different thing because you are in control you are finally in control of your narrative okay so this dangerous thing happening but you control everything and then anything you know goes wrong well things can yeah yeah yeah, you can control it to a point yeah okay so this was very much a this was a thing in your life. Yeah. Don't you find it amazing? I, this is what I've always loved. It's like just something as simple as that. And you look back on it now and you're like, imagine telling that little Cantonar that he's going to one day be in this yeah. <laughs> South African French co-production. He's going to be flown to Cannes. Yeah. And he's going to be the star of this TV show where he's going to do exactly this. Nah, you wouldn't believe it. You <laughs> would, would not believe it. You what is say- your What is your driving skills like? Did you have to do much actual driving? Um, yeah, I, I got or to do... Drivers um, in the precision drivers drove a lot, um, okay. but um, they had to go in for some close-ups. Yeah, um, when they went in for close-ups, we did this thing that I was not proud of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? We got pushed a little bit. You know, the cars in neutral, and then they pushed the car to the side um, just to give that fake effect. Um, okay. But the, the I got an opportunity this one day to to do a bucky, um, a small stint, and to get cutaway um, shots yeah so they gave me the car and said drive you know drive we want you to drift and just drive okay uh, so I got to do that for you know little snippets did you ever do any of that yourself like did you have some experience in how to drive like that oh no yes I I I, I deem myself a really good driver I, okay. I I've not been in a car accident until last week <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's not your fault last week was my first ever car accident so I, yeah I, I won this prize once at this thing this event to do a Mercedes-Benz advanced driving course wow. and I loved it it was out in that that sort of fort that, well, that base in South Africa just outside of Joburg where a lot of racing and stuff happens and I really appreciated doing it. And I got into an accident about a week later. <laughs> it was not my fault. It was kind of my fault. But I was like, like the fucking irony of it yeah, all. Yeah, the universe will always yeah. humble you. <laughs> um, okay, so what we do here, which I'd love to do to get to know you, because I think what's, what I love about this job and what I get to do is I get to 
have some good quality time with friends and, and people that I know. But in this case, it's really great to get to know you yeah. because we've never met before. Yeah. And, and I think this is what's, what's really special. And I think for all those listening who aren't familiar with you or the show, this is a great chance for them to learn um, more about you and everything and how it all works. So what we do is we go through your life and we go through the films that you've loved across your life. Because here at the video store, we believe that these films have made you who you are today yeah, in some shape or form. And so we've got the four great loves and we've named them after the kinds of loves that you would have had at that point in your life. Okay. Okay. So we start out with what we call the puppy love, which is uh, your first love, right? Yeah. It's an innocent, fun love. This is like nursery school, primary school. Where were you, where were you raised? Where did you grow up? Um, Renfontein. Okay, so you spend some time here. Yes, in the in the vol. Yes, <laughs> in the. Um, what, where? How old are you now? I'm twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So, what years are we talking here? Primary. Primary. Uh, mm, two thousand. Two thousand. One to five. Okay. Yeah. Right, so we're in the two thousands. Yeah, two thousand five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what kind of films came to you when you were a kid? What are the, what are some of the ones that come to you first as the films you've loved when you were a kid? Uh, as a kid, I loved um, The Lion King. Uh, nice. That was that was like your every day. I used every to, day. I used to watch it every day. I okay. had the the, the 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 CDs, the one one and a half, two, and three. I watched it. I watched it religiously. Um, uh, what do you mean? But oh, one and a half was a great film. Yes, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lion King, one, <laughs> one and, and a half. half. It was the best. It was a, smart, it was a really smart sequel. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, for those who don't know, it was it was a sort of straight to sort of rental movie, and it was about um, the Lion King, but told to the perspective of Timon and, and Pumbaa, Pumbaa. Yeah, which was very cool. And they were actually, I actually watched um, Timon and Pumbaa series before I watched the Lion King movies. Oh. So I used to visit my grand, my, my auntie and I, I watched the series, but I never watched the film and until I watched The Lion King and I saw them in it. And I was so excited because uh, they are in it. That's so interesting <laughs> that they were your heroes. Like, yeah. well, they were the people you knew. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so The Lion King and now Ranfontein. What was that like? Where is Ranfontein? Um, Ranfontein is close to Krugersdorp. Okay, um, so we, we, we're sort of west Yes, the west side, the west rand. The best um, rand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's, its, that's its expression. Let's yeah. go with that. Okay. Um, it was, um, it was all right growing up. Like my, my, my father was, you know, well off. So okay. I, I never had to, to, to stress about anything. Okay. So there um, was a certain, certain comfort in that. Yes. Um, and, but like we lived very close to the community that, um, a lot of my friends and family, you know, lived yeah. and grew up in. Yeah. Um, and I could say, like, learning when I got to see the world outside, mm. I'm fortunate enough for my dad to have taken me to places like Cape Town to see life, to see there's life in other places. There, yeah. there is possibilities in other places. Um, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people, like, stay in the cycle. Yeah. Um, that that the community has been in, you know, no, totally. um, and don't get to see the world out there. So there's a lot of people that I, I, I hoped and wished could get out. Yeah, especially when one speaks of that idea of gangsterism and that idea of getting out. All you wish to tell some of those folk is like, there is a whole nother world out there. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be this. Yeah. This isn't the, you know, the only 
the only route for you. Um, okay, magic. Um, Lion King. Any other ones that that stick out? Um, so until can, can Cantona sing? No. Yo. Okay. All right. So this didn't this didn't spur any like musical theater ambitions. It did. It actually did. Um, <laughs> we can all then, try. Because right? then uh, <laughs> High School Musical came okay. after that, and I fell in love with High School Musical, and I just so badly wanted to sing, until I listened to myself, you know, recorded myself and listened to myself, and then I loathed okay. musicals. Okay. Up until Hamilton. I didn't want to listen to a musical. I don't okay. want to watch a musical because I was envious yeah. of those actors. Because, I mean, it's the full experience of acting, in sure. my opinion. No, you I'm, to dance, I'm very sing, jealous of it. And act. Yeah. You, you, have, you have it all. And so yeah. I could never be a part of it and it really okay. made me sad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now we get over to high school and we've got what we call the high school crush, which is perhaps a film that was a little bit like the relationships you might have had in high school, a little more experimental. You are figuring things out, perhaps a little more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> pushing some boundaries. Curious to know what, what films might have come across your way in high school. Um, so in high school, I, like, I started reading these books in grade seven and then the movie came out, Spud. So okay. I cool. watched Spud one, two and three. I, and I read all the books before the movies because I, I had a problem reading books with movies out already okay. uh, I, I couldn't read the book <laughs> I would just rather watch watch the movie yeah um, yeah until I read the spot books and I just wanted to finish the books so I can watch the movies and wildly enough that did shape me a lot because okay. um, Spud wanted to be an actor he wanted yeah. to go to Hollywood and that was at the back of my mind yeah. um, only in grade 10 um, and where I, was high school were you still in Joburg? Yes, Renfontein okay. High School. Okay. Um, so I went to Renfontein Primary and then Renfontein High. <laughs> yeah, I was I was Branson Primary, Branson High. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you just through the system. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I achieved a lot academically and sports and culture, but m- because my academics were so strong, the drama was never an option. Okay. You did, know. did you want to do drama? Um. Kind of, uh, kind of, but okay, not but as it, a career. It wasn't a, it wasn't a passion for it you was, at this point. It was a passion, but it wasn't a career. You never a saw it as choice. a career. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I always had these dreams, um, you know, burning inside me when since I started um, uh, doing my first play in grade 10, when I got to step into someone else's shoes, when I got to do method acting. Yeah. Um, and the first play I ever did was about juvenile um kids uh, yeah. in the in, in the in the numbers gang and oh to, shit what play was this um it was called the league of extraordinary boys and okay. um in then, high school yes <laughs> we're going into like numbers gangs yes. in high school yes okay. in high school um, okay. and then in the next year it got um translated to afrikaans and then it was called the ender uh, and we went to the artia kafia competition yeah. in yeah. um Artlup, and we placed so, second Lovely. Yeah. So was it a bug that bit? How did you get involved in the first one? Because if you say it wasn't on your radar, but then you, but then it was it was something real after it happened, right? Yeah, yeah. So so what happened was, I was part of the grade eight um, concert, and I played Dumbledore. And okay. <laughs> after playing Dumbledore, it was a Harry Potter thing. 
Ja, we made it a Harry Potter gitter. Um, oh, South African. Okay. You know, okay. you know. um, and so I played this old man and because I was I, I was the narrator, I narrated the like the grade eight concert. Okay. And so I skipped this grandfather um shake, the whole thing, the whole playthrough. And the drama coach came to me and said, um, what subjects do you have as culture? I said, no, I have arts. I, I want to draw. <laughs> He yeah. said, no, you have to do drama. Like, you have to come to drama. So you, so you kept in character, you're saying? You sort yes, of stayed this stayed old, in character. Old, old, old man. guy with, with shaking. And people yeah. loved it. I you made choices. And I stuck with <laughs> them. And you stuck with them for, what, an hour or two while this play was on? Like, yeah, 45 minutes. 45, for, okay. To an hour. Okay, so then someone someone recognized that there's a there's a talent here. Yes, uh, okay. the, the drama coach, Mr. Kotze, um, Stephen Kotze. And so he then wanted me to be a part of a play the next year, um, which actually, yeah, it, it started a, 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 a small relationship between me and the girl that was supposed to act in it. Okay. And she was older. She was in matric by then. I was a grade, eight, uh, grade nine. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so the play never happened, unfortunately. Did the relationship happen? Yeah, it did. But okay. yeah, ish. Okay. It was a rough one. Yeah, I was still in my, my young phase. I yeah, yeah, sure. Playboy. <laughs> it was the Playboy thinking I'm all that. Um, <laughs> but then the next year he told me, okay, he has this play called The League of Extraordinary Boys. Um, it's a South African? If it's got numbers gangs? Yes. With yes, the South yes. African done thing? Yes, okay. it's um, workshopped. He wrote it and we workshopped it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. Before I forget, actually, before that, um, I wrote a monologue. Okay. Um, so, my my family um, was in a horrible um, like homicide slash suicide. Okay. Um, my stepfather came home and he shot my mom, uh, okay. shot my baby brother and sister. They were three and five, and he shot himself. Okay. So, because I'm from the small community, there was a lot of talks between kids. Um, okay. Uh, you know, saying what happened, making their yeah. own story about what happened. Yeah. And so I wrote this this monologue when I um, joined in grade nine. Now, I wrote this monologue and just I to just to tell the story from your the, side, from my mom's perspective, actually. Oh, wild. Um, and I, like I remember the the first sentence was still um, used to buy me flowers, uh, because I think that's the only way that I could have, you know, basically shut everyone up and tell the story without having to repeat yeah. every day what happened and yeah. oh, okay. Um, and so I performed that and I think that gave me a glimpse of, of, of the beauty that, you know, that I can discover within myself um, through healing, um, through characters. Um, yeah. I got to speak as my mom and in a way. Yeah, I was about to say, because then it wasn't you. You, yes. were, you. you embodied your mom in that moment. And in that way, I could have a sort of, it's okay, you know, like relationship with her because I knew that it would have eaten her up. The yeah. fact that she, uh, you know, left two kids behind um, because me and my sister are still uh, surviving. Okay. Um, w- were you somewhere else? I was with my father and she was by her father. Okay. So, yeah, it was... Like were, were you not living in that household? No, but my sister yeah. was. Um, but okay. this holiday, she was. She, she went somewhere else. Yeah. Um, sure. And, and so, was this in high school? Actually, when did it happened. Started my high school career. It happened. That's in, how it kicked off. Yeah, like January the thirteenth. Fuck. Um, 
my high school career. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shit, man. And so when I wrote this thing and performed it, a lot of people um, got to to also feel open enough to 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 open up to me about their experiences. You know, mm. um, feeling blame for home experiences. You know, uh, seeing domestic violence. I actually also met a girlfriend once um, in grade 10. Um, she, we, we spoke and she had come to my community. Um, she, it's like she wasn't from the community and she, she came, she moved to the community and I asked her like, oh, why, why now? Why like you in grade 10? So who's this? It's a girl I just like, a, a girl I eventually dated. Okay, a girl, okay, when you yes. met a girlfriend, okay, Yes, yeah? um, she, because then she told me we st- as we were speaking, she said she actually got inspired to come back home to take care of her mom, you know, get her mom out of a, a situation because she read this article about this woman that, you know, got killed yeah. um, by a, the, a, a boyfriend with, a, with two kids and she had two baby siblings as well. Okay, so that and, inspired her uh, to, to come back home. To come back and, and actually look after her a mom. mom. And, you know, she was blown away when she found out it's my mom. Um, and we've been talking for like two months before she told me why she came back to the community. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So um, opening up about the story basically basically gave me a narrative. Because also a lot of people, there was newspaper articles. It really? Was, a, was it a big thing? It was a big thing. I mean, even now when you Google it, um, you'll see like the headlines were bloody suburban house of horror. Jesus Christ. And so like they put this, you know, this thing already on me and I yeah. had to navigate my way through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the acting and then in grade 10 when um, Mr. Stephen Kotzer gave us the script and said, okay, I want you to workshop here and workshop there. We will work in, um, you know, uh, rehearsals on completing the, the piece. And we got to, to have like, you know, conversations with people that work in the juvenile. Um, it was really raw and... Like a juvenile, like a prison. Yes. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we got a lot of insight uh, on their lives. And That's a really fucking smart thing for him to do. Yeah. Because it like, it's, it's, you know, it's one thing to be, I don't know, playing in some fantastical land or world or time period. But for, for you guys, it was a chance to like research what's happening right now in South Africa. Yeah. To, embody, to embody those, you know, roles of people that are seen every day. But, yeah. but threaded so lightly. I mean, we were high school kids that stepped into generals, um, you know, um, co- colonels, rough people with rough minds. Our minds were filled with these, mm. you know, dangerous thoughts while performing. I mean, when we performed in, in Arctic Afia, <laughs> we sent probably five to ten old ladies out of the audience because yeah, it was lot. just too much. Yeah. I mean, we didn't shy away from... Um, yeah, the, the sometimes sometimes art has to be that. Yeah, it needs to. <laughs> sometimes it can be fun and, you know, take you on a magical journey. And sometimes it's got to smash you in the face. And yeah. on on that note, um, yeah, I guess is that sort of quite similar to the spirit of Spinners? Is it, it's not, um, it's quite real and raw and intense? Yeah, it's not shied away. There's no, and, and the thing is not stereotype. There's no stereotypical characters, no okay. caricatures. Okay. These characters have hearts and lives. and They're quite well thought out. It's amazing how we are just evolving to that point. And if anyone has to sort of describe how we are writing movies and TV shows today, you know, what's going to epitomize the, the, the content of the 2020s, 
And I think the answer is like fully fledged characters. Yeah. Every now and again, there's a bad one. They yeah. tried to do something and they <laughs> failed. At least they tried. Yeah. But the ones that are working now are the ones where a community is going, fuck, that's us. Yeah. That's not a um, stereotype. Yeah. Okay. Um, shit. So you enter into high school, you do that. I like the idea of you owning your own narrative. It reminds me of something that happened. And I think this came from a, a teacher. When we were in primary school, there was a kid. Um, he was a remarkable guy. His name was Nicholas. And when he was a kid, he'd fallen through this glass window and he'd, um, it, had, it had given him sort of like a sort of disfigured arm and a limp. And, the, and he had great confidence. And the teacher must have said, listen, you're in standard one. Kids are going to talk. Do you have the courage to go to each class in your grade, four classes, Introduce yourself and tell them what happened so that nobody sees you and there's talk and then wow. the kids say, no, I heard this, I heard that. You, you dictate the narrative. Don't you think that's amazing? It is. Either the teacher did that or maybe his mom, but this kid had the confidence to. Wow. So all of a sudden, I'm just having a normal day in, in standard one. <laughs> I haven't even met this kid yet because he's obviously just arrived. This kid walks in, he goes, hi, I'm Nicholas and, I'm, and this is what happened. Fell through this window you know, it's it's it screwed up my arm this way. It screwed up my leg. So I walk with the limp. Great to meet you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, that's interesting. It's, so you sorts everything out. So you felt at that time that you needed to kind of steer the narrative. Yes, you had definitely. to explain yourself, and also kind of probably let people know that you're okay. Yeah, um, or that you're not okay. Oh yeah, the, I, I, I needed a combination to, to of look both. Okay, because um, then the thing is, everyone also expected so much from me. Um, I then became the flag bearer of everything, you know. Yeah. Um, I later was head boy of the, the, the high school. Oh, you were? I was, yeah. Um, okay. So that, I know I was driven in every single thing that I could, you know, find myself. I stayed busy. Uh, I think that's the only way I could deal with what yeah, was happening. I was going to say, was that a defense mechanism? Yes. That was a way to cope? Definitely, um, because... Well, I'm glad it was a positive thing. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> it work. <laughs> I think for many, it could have been the complete opposite. It actually started off as the, the opposite. Um, I must say, I, as soon as it happened, I, I, I did a lot of bad things. You know, I drank a lot as a 13-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, I smoked. I, you know, tried to do things, but I always tried to keep myself intoxicated. Yeah, um, a bit of a numbing. Yeah. Um, and also the people I surrounded myself with at that age um, was very, like they were the naughty kids at school. Um, yeah. And... I, I remember one day something big happened at school and we all got called in and they knew I wasn't a part of what happened. Mm. Um, and my, like my, my brother's friend who was a teacher, um, he looked at me and he was like so disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Just disappointed. And he, <laughs> he didn't even say the words. He just looked at me and I knew what he meant. Yeah. And that broke me. I, I, I realized this is, this is not it. No, um, I can't. I can't. I can't have this as my life. You know, yeah, this isn't going to be my legacy. And to top that off, the same day they they all sit sit around discussed um, who who got the worst marks, um, and they celebrated the ones with the lowest mark. There was one with eight percent, and he won. <laughs> he was the winner. He was celebrated uh, amongst what these friends. Yeah, um, and the like, bad friends. But I, then you can immediately see it's like 
these guys are the losers. Yeah, it's not. This is they're not for me. They're not supposed. I, I don't want to be a loser. Yeah. I don't want to be an eight <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. So we're turning ourselves around. We're getting involved. We're doing plays now, and we're getting excited. What What are some of the films that that came to you around high school? Um. So Spud, and then I watched a lot of um, Will Smith films. So okay. Suit of Happiness, okay. um, Seven Pounds, and then. Leonardo DiCaprio's Romeo and Juliet, yeah. um, Shutter Island. Yeah, uh, Shutter Island's great. Yeah, I went into this, uh, this Smart high film. school just went very dark. I yeah, went into yeah. this dark phase. Yeah, these yeah. were the, the films I, I loved watching and a lot of Johnny Depp uh, films. Okay. Yeah. Johnny Depp um, certainly is a good example of, of putting himself in characters. Yeah. Immersing and himself. Immersing into characters. Yeah. So I'm sure that was something that you... We're recognizing and and yeah. and appreciating, and something I'm trying to to establish is just waiting for my face to grow facial hair so that I can at least look different. No, I own it, bro. You can play. What are you playing in Spinners? How old? Seventeen. Are you? Yeah, own it, man. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's about this age, you know. You can work. You can work different. for. You can work for as long as you need to. <laughs> yeah, I, I could do high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then now out of high school, uh, where do we go? Um, so I got a bursary to study at University of Stellenbosch. Nice. Um, drama, got this uh, bursary there. Had you experienced much of the Cape at this point at all? Um, I got to go. Uh, we um, Was holidays. your family there? And um, no, no family. But my dad, we, my dad went to a school there in Ghanadendal. Okay. And so every um, holiday we used to go to Cape Town. So I, okay. I always knew Cape Town was okay. where I wanted to be. Okay. Um, so it's University of Stellenbosch? Yes. Um, Lovely. But okay. I only, only chose Stellenbosch because in grade 11... I got the opportunity to be a part of a play, Phila um, yeah. And being a part of that was at Voortius. And then I saw like, oh, this is the first university I've been at. It doesn't have boom gates. Yeah. <laughs> <Stellenbosch> <laughs> is gorgeous. It's, everyone is walking <laughs> free. And I've, I felt this is the place I need to be at. I, I, uh, I play in a band. And, and over the years, we did a number of shows in Stellenbosch. Obviously, we've now... Come out of varsity, but we're playing these kind of varsity venues yeah. like Mystic Bull. And oh, then yeah. We, and yeah. then we upgraded. <laughs> Every time we played Selimosh, the venue got bigger and better. And, <laughs> but I remember once getting lost because all those roads look exactly yeah. the same. They're all <laughs> they beautiful <do>. white <laughs> buildings and beautiful trees. Yeah. And I just remember these like gorgeous women cycling on, on bicycles in like summer dresses yeah. going to lectures. And I remember saying to the dudes, because we were, you know, we were also in our early 20s, mid 20s at the time. I'm like, guys, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? Why are we not studying at Stellenbosch? <laughs> I must say, it was one of the reasons, uh, you know, that got me to study there. Yes. So just, it, was, uh, it was just one of the, the best places I okay. could find myself. And it, and it enriched you from a uh, cultural, did you study drama? What did we do? Yes, I studied drama. Um, I got a bursary through WOW, um, uh, WOW Voortvius program to study drama okay so we're, we're all in at this point like going yes. into varsity there's no question as to what you are setting your sights on yeah okay. uh, but right. obviously there was a big 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 argument at home because yeah what did dad want no, uh, accounting or accounting and law okay what um, does he do my dad works for KEU he works in insurance okay. entertainment insurance um, and he has his own company 
nadri risk management and third party recovery okay risk management yes okay so, so anyone who deals in risk management yeah is going to try and risk manage their, <laughs> yes. their kids life <laughs> yeah and career with lots of love and respect to your dad but so now yeah, I it makes it. sense now i get him i get it i get yeah, why yeah. he was so so stern on me starting something um uh, lucrative in his in his opinion um because Now I'm in this and everything is nice, but yeah, my wallet is not agreeing <laughs> with no, this life. Sure, sure. Right. Actors don't get paid much. I mean, we don't have royalties. That's why so. we. That's uh, why we've had this big strike. Yeah, because those kind of syndication money is not there anymore. Yes. Um, someone like yourself would, because I know that Spinners is a co-production, right? So it's Showmax original, hey? Yes. But. Funded in part by Canal, Canal Plus, yeah. Canal, Canal Plus. Plus. <laughs> Canal Plus. I love how both you and I both had the instinct to go Canal, Canal Plus because I've heard people make the same <laughs> comment, uh, which is of course a French entertainment company. So you know when those things get syndicated and play again and and maybe gets translated and played across Europe or French-speaking countries in Africa, that's where you would pick up these royalties. Yeah, these checks would come. You're flying in. You know, uh, years down the line, yeah. and perhaps don't stop. Yeah. You know, but of course those things don't exist anymore yeah. because once it's on Showmax, it's on Showmax. Yeah, and it's not. You know, there's no more money after yeah. that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's interesting, and it's worth the fight and worth the strike. So hopefully something comes out of it. No, definitely. Um, but what else? Um, okay, so now adversity. Um, were you were you seeing some interesting mind bending films? That's often what comes to you, adversity. Um, Stuff you were shown at, at university, perhaps. What were some of those films that came along the way? I think oh, one of the films I discovered was Forrest Gump. Nice. Uh, in university, and I kid you not, I watched it more than twenty-eight times. Okay, you've counted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, we we call this the it's getting serious film, which yeah. is you know the relationships you then have at eighteen, nineteen, twenty. You know, involve many nights together. Yeah. It's not just a high school crush where you. I think that's probably why I watch it so many times. I watch it with so many people. <laughs> oh. So many girls. Hey, let's watch my favorite film. <laughs> really? Was it your Was it your uh, go-to? Yes, definitely. Interesting. It's a It's an interesting film, and there's such a lovely story behind it. There's a show on Netflix called "The Movies That Made Us" or something along those lines, and they tell the production stories of how these certain films that you've loved oh. came to be. And some of them start out completely different. And it's very interesting to see how how the script moves around, yeah. how it had a buzz and what its original name was. Yeah. And who was meant to kind of who be the, the actor, you know, like yeah. in Back to the Future, there's even shot scenes where it was someone else. It wasn't wow. Michael J. Fox. Wow. And then it just wasn't working and then he was brought in. And uh, Pretty Woman, it was originally called 3,000 or something, which was the amount of money she was paid being paid oh, and wow. you know and, and that's not you know yeah, you can see why yeah. they changed that <laughs> yeah, the <and> name. <laughs> all of that but Forrest Gump is really interesting and it's and it's based on a really interesting book yeah I don't know whether you know that no and I, and the book I've goes seen it the book is weird he goes to the moon <laughs> he does like all sorts of things and so the question was like how do you adapt this book what do you keep yeah. what do you not keep what do you stay true to interesting okay so Forrest Gump great soundtrack yes definitely the American songbook yeah Okay, lovely. Um, and then we've got our last film, which is the film that you would settle down with. This is the film you would marry. And perhaps someone in your early 20s, perhaps you haven't met this film yet, but I'm just curious whether there's a film at any point that you think you could kind of keep coming back to. 
that um, you could settle down with? I recently, I think the reasons for this film is because of my second passion that I have, and that's cooking. Ah. Um, and so the menu. Um, okay. Oh, that, I've seen that now recently. Yes. Um, oh, okay. and it's a sort of realigned. Yeah, some things. I mean, the menu is more about it's less about cooking and more about but exactly that mentality and the, 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 pushing the fact that everything that he covered in in the in in, in the, the, the the film, everything that was covered in everything that he said, it's still you know related to what I'm in now. I'm giving myself as an actor. I give yeah. myself for these characters. I give myself for the community. I give myself every way, but the amount of things that I get back. And yeah. so he also goes on this thing as this cook, you know, this person wrote this bad review that, you know, closed how many restaurants, yeah. these people that steal money, um, yeah. but use him as this, you know. So it's yeah. like a lot of things that I related with in the acting oh, industry. That's interesting. I didn't, and I didn't think of it in that way. So I wanted, it, yeah, it's like if I do step in this world as a chef, I do not want to deal with any of these things I want to assert myself like he would <laughs> yeah how does your how does your passion for cooking play out is it just something you enjoy doing at home I've, I've, I've cooked since I was five years old um, my, with my mom I always like always cooked with my mom and like there's just this love that I get when cooking for people mm. um, I, I, I always told I told my partner that it's it's actually I know it's not one of the love languages. I know it's acts of services, but this mainly cooking, mainly cooking is mm. my entire love language. Mm. Um, and now recently I've gone on this exploration to, to, to create these fine dine meals. Or Oh, we're um, going arty now? Yeah, no, no, you know, plating and everything. Not hearty, now we're going <laughs> arty. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so the, the menu, I've, I've probably watched it f- five times now, so, and I'll okay. still, still watch it. Okay, and it kind of embodies where you are now. Did, did, um, did spinners take a lot out of you emotionally? Yes, no, one hundred percent. Did you need a little bit of recovery after that? I, I'm still recovering. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, I'm still recovering from, from that shoot. Um, when did it finish? Um, we finished the twenty sixth of November. Okay. And okay, so you, I mean, it's almost the year. Yeah. Oh shit! And yeah, because yeah. the thing is, I moved closer to where we shot spinners. Yeah. Um, Where is it set? It's in Levendale. Okay. And so I moved to in the Cape. Yeah, to 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 uh, Marina de Gama, which is like five minute drive from Levendale. Um, and like uh, next thing I, was, you know, when I just came to, you already chose a lot of things in my life. Um, <laughs> it probably sounds weird, but sorry, what what are you saying? Like, I live in 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 in, in close to 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 where he lives. Because okay. I already wanted, like, he, like, not, I haven't let him go at the time when we finished. Okay. And so I needed to find a new place to live. Sure. And of course, him, we, we're talking about the, it's, the it's character. Ethan, yes. Ethan, the character, yeah. Um, and I found myself, you know, applying for a place very close to where we shot. Yeah. Spinners, and I got accepted, and I live there now. And, like, clothing, even clothing, I looked at my clothing afterwards, yeah. and I was like, I, I, I don't relate to these clothes. This, this is not me. Interesting. I, I bought so much clothes that Ethan wore. And literally, and I wore it through shoot. Like while we were shooting and we would meet up as the cast, I would wear these kimonos and these printed shirts with Rick and Morty quotes. Yeah. But Canton, I would not wear that. 
Like when I was like, there's literally a, a waterfall of clothes that I'm like, I can't wear this because it's not me. But were you, were you choosing to do it to to be no. in character? Was it a method? No, it was practice. Yes, I, I, I've. Like, do you see that now? Yes, that? like like. But it wasn't a conscious thing. No, like I only realized after shooting um, spinners that I don't like these clothes, that okay. I didn't appeal with anything that I was wearing during these four months, um, that I didn't like certain things. Uh, I didn't think in a certain way. Because like he, he was 17. He was yeah. very, he wanted to be here, wanted to do this. Yeah, I was he's, very busy. He's, he's what a 17 year old no, is. Exactly. Yeah. And, All over the show. And yeah. now you got the, 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 the vehicle of a 25 year old body so you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And literally afterwards I realized I, I need time to, to come back to me to, to realize what is it I want. Because their wants and goals are very similar. He did everything for his baby brother and I'm doing everything for my baby sister. Yeah. So I also worked my way out of a community like Ranfontein to be able to be in Cape Town, to have my sister also because she still had to finish school. Um, and in 2021, she finished school and I was stable enough to get her to live with me. Okay. Um, so that responsibility I had for taking care of my sister, the guilt I had, felt because I was my mom's eldest child and I didn't protect her. And so now I have to deal with the consequences just like he yeah. did. So we were very similar in in okay. heart. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, the traditional way is you bring a lot of yourself to him, but it sounds like he brought a little bit of <laughs> yeah, no, he himself, himself to you, which yeah. is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, he did. He he literally moved in full force. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I, my the partner I had at that, that time, we broke up. Like, yeah, she was like, I don't want to be I, with a 17-year-old. I, I can't be with this. Wearing Rick and Morty <laughs> And the statue of a person because now yeah. we, we went through a lot of turmoil stuff, but I, I was emotionless because Ethan needs me tomorrow. Ethan needs this emotion. So you kept him close for the, st- for the sake of the shoot. Yes. And then you sort of had to part ways with him. I mean, are, are you going to have to find him back? Is there a season Hopefully. two? Is we that, don't know we, yet. We don't know at this point. Yeah, we don't know yet. So, so at this point, he's like a in a sort of box in your attic. Yeah, in the closet. He's in actually closet, in the closet. Yeah. And yeah. he's the only one because uh, because I'm a method actor. I had to go through a lot of um, the character, you know, defining, taking off the character. And I only got like from the, from when I started up until 2020 was the first time I realized I still had pieces of so many characters. Um, and I attached that to my personality. It became who I was. Mm. And yes, so many of them I related with yeah. uh, or had a similar love or similar experience, but it wasn't as passionately driven as I experience it now after portraying this character. Yeah. So yeah, in 2020, yeah, it, I got to do a lot of work. People, people, you know, sneered a little at the idea of Austin Butler, the guy who played Elvis, not being able to shake his accent. Yeah. But it makes, this happens Makes sense, yeah these these things come and ingrain and and yeah. it's quite hard to reprogram yeah definitely like i had to come back also and shoot uh recently i shot a, a, a joe book film with um with christo davids and C, um, cmp productions yeah um and i forgot how to speak like a joster like someone from joe book i i i had a what coach is the term? Uh, so in joe book it's called joster i also what found out in what does that mean so from you it's a kryptonian and from Joburg, you were Joster. Okay. Yeah, Th- so that's, that's in colored... Yes, colored community slang. Colored community. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so the, the accents are different. Yeah. <laughs> In my ignorance, I, I don't think I would be able to tell the yeah, difference. Yeah, no, the accents. The accents are... So, as a Kryptonian, you would speak more high register in your diaphragm. So you would short words off so things okay. sound weird. Okay. Uh, different to when you were in, in Cape Town and, and in Joburg. And then in Joburg, it's more throat. You talk more in your throat and so the things that you say comes out a little bit different when you talk. So yeah, it's a little bit here in the throat. Is and then Cape Town is here in the, in the stomach. In the stomach, yeah. that's interesting. That's what I learned while doing this film. I was like, hey, hey. I don't know. I, I don't sound like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, this this has been such a treat. I've yeah. really appreciated chatting, getting to meet you. Um, we, Of course, we didn't know each other until half an hour ago, <laughs> but I can say already I'm, I'm, I'm proud and uh, how do I put it? Not proud. <laughs> I could say I'm, um, I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. And Thank I, and so I think that this is great. And I think you're deserving of it. And it sounds like you're working real hard. Definitely. Yeah. And that you gave a lot. Yeah. And uh, and I wish you all the best with spinners. And I th- yeah, it's going to be on, on, on Showmax. And um, and yeah, you get to um, experience Cannes, which was lovely. Yeah. And, and I got to actually go to um, Paris now, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, in October. Um, spinners also played there at the Creation Forum. Um, African Forum, so we got the opportunity to fly down and be there for five days. Lovely. Yeah, so it was, it's been, treat. it's been, you know, okay. blessings on blessings. Lovely. All right, my man, thank you. Ah, thank you for having me. What a treat. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, what a chat. Sure. What a dude. That's amazing. Really, it was it was honestly so so wonderful getting to know him, and it was so it was such a treat to sort of have that long extended time. Yeah, because I think if I was a radio station and we were doing this five minute interview, and you know we just had to quickly punt the TV show, I don't think you would ever have gotten that much depth mm. and that much story and that much personality come through it's a lot of heart and a lot of um sharing deep 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 sharing which is amazing yeah Very generously and what i'm finding is that you know things like songs and films are, are time stamps we know this yeah so when you are just asking people like what were the films you were watching at this point and at that point we're noticing it now more than ever that it's kind of unlocking things and these things are coming out and these emotions are coming out. And I know for someone, especially like Barry Hilton, it was like, you know, primary school was perhaps quite a, quite a long time away f- as opposed to someone yeah. like Cantona. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, you know, it really can like be this time capsule that then gets unlocked. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people are really enjoying that. And I'm getting this kind of feedback afterwards. Like once we've finished the interview and we're now back in the lobby of the Bioscope, people are like, Wow, like that really unlocked things for yeah. me, which is great. Like, what a cool treat that we get to sort of have this cathartic, yeah, um, moment. Hundred percent. And, um, and what a talented guy. So, so yeah, Cantona. Um, something I didn't ask him on air, air, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's air. It's air. Um, <laughs> it's air. Is uh, I said, were you named after the soccer player? And he's like, yeah. Oh, hectic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Eric Cantona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was quite cool. Oh, it's a cool name. Cantona. Yeah. Cantona. Yeah, it's, it's very, a strong very, name. Very dramatic. And um, I've started watching Spinners. 
Yeah. Uh, I've I've started. It's 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 cool. It's it's gritty. It looks it looks really well done. I think it's going to be a great show. Amazing. I'm so going to get on that this week. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great it that a... there's a lot of new stuff coming out that we are producing. Yeah, it's a well, it's a yeah, it's a Showmax Canal Plus yeah um, co-production. So sure. So what's great is that it gets a lot of love and and attention in South Africa because it's local and it's a Showmax original. Mm. But it's going to have this whole other life in Europe, which is which is really amazing. Great. That's 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 something to be proud of as well. Yeah, yeah, that's great. All right. So, hmm. how are things with you? Good, good. Did you miss me? I did. Yeah, I missed you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I love working here. So, um, yeah. No, I've just. Um, I want to let you know, and Woolies is not paying me. They should, <laughs> but <laughs> they should pay me. Just wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Anyone who's connected there, um, let us know. But um, there's a special at Woolies. That if you buy three boxes of tissues, it's only 70 rand. Okay. And the reason I'm saying this is you're going to need it if you watch any of what we are recommending uh, this yes, week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, uh, we have a night at the Bioscope, I don't know whether you know this, yeah. called Ugly Cry Night. Oh, amazing. No, and, I didn't know that. Um, we haven't done one in a while. We, <laughs> okay. we, need, we need to bring it back. But it was one of those, like, I, I just love the life. I lead sometimes. We we were out one time and we were talking about the films that we ugly cried to. Yeah. And then I thought we should do that at the bioscope. Please so what do was it. a cool you know, just a passing conversation. I get the chance to make it a reality. I love that. I think it's just do. me. I'll, I'll you know, come. it's not like I have to pitch and get funding or you know, like yeah, I yeah. can just do it, you know. You can pick the right film. And so what we what we <laughs> um our concept for Ugly Cry Night is that your ticket included a pocket pack of tissues and a tub of ice cream. Because oh. we sell Paul's homemade, the little tubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people loved it. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I want to come to Ugly Cry Night and wear so much makeup so that it just <laughs> runs down my face. And then afterwards, you just like talk to everyone and make yes. everyone uncomfortable. Make everyone Hi, uncomfortable. Guys. How are Hi. you? How did you find it? Yeah, was it good? Was it good? Yeah. <laughs> it was good, right? It was, was good, good, right? Um, we, we did one as we moved. Um, <laughs> as we moved um, to 44 Stanley, we wanted to bring back all our kind of our older concepts yeah. um, to our new audience in our new location. We did My Girl. <laughs> oh, oh my! Oh, which is like oh, it's Macaulay Culkin and the bees, and like See, that should oh. come with an adrenaline shot, <laughs> just for just for all the emotional support yeah. on that thing. Oh my goodness! Um, no, but yeah, let's talk about the the films that we've watched this week. Yes, um, because we want to be here to help you figure out what you can watch. Mm-hmm. I mentioned last week in the Muzi episode that I'd started Nyad. Fantastic, yeah. And I, and I sort of said it was off to a good start. What, what that is, quick back of the box, is a biopic about a marathon swimmer. Yeah, long distance, long, so, long distance marathon swimmer. I mean, silly, silly long distances. So um, biopic in that this was a, a, a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the biopic, um, we have Annette Benning. Yeah. Playing her, 
And and Jodie Foster. And Jodie Foster is her sort of best friend. So the cast already. Yeah, and Reese Evans, who we know as Spike from Notting Hill and all (laughs) sorts of other things. He plays the boat captain. And basically it's the true story of this marathon swimmer who wants to swim from Cuba to Florida, to Florida Keys, which is insane. It is insane. It's, and it's, it's something firstly that, a long, long, crazy distance. And everything could go wrong yeah. in terms of currents and temperature and wind, but not to mention sharks, jellyfish. But this isn't just like an afternoon swim. It's not like the mid-mile <laughs> mile. She is swimming for three days. It's three days. It's 60 hours something. She can't be touched. No. This is how marathon swimming works. Yeah. So she can't just get into the boat and have a swim or like take a take a poo on the boat. Like everything has to happen in the water on her own. Yeah. And yeah. so she's swimming for three days. Like she kind of loses her mind. No, she does. I mean, which I think most do, but she yeah. keeps it together and um, and she just doesn't give up. And here's the kicker, folks. Yes. She attempted it at a ripe age. And it didn't work. Yes. Then she retired for many years. Yes. She comes back and does this in her 60s. In her 60s. Yeah. So this is incredible because, okay, so Diana Nyad, what yeah. the story is based on, um, yeah, just an incredibly strong-willed, strong-minded woman goes out and actually does this. And and my mom and I watched this and we were like, did this actually happen? Is this a real situation? Yeah. And then... And you the, like find out it's this is real. At the end, you get the credits, and you're like, "Oh my god! Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god! Well, thank you, Woolies, for your tissue special." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what I said in last week's episode, which I thought was a very interesting observation, and I want to put this to you, is that the first sort of two thirds of the movie, yeah, were quite tough in the sense that it's it's. It had very little soppiness to it. And I don't know whether you noticed this. Like an American sports movie, the motivational sports movie, especially the ones that you see on TV, like the traditionally the made-for-TV sports movie, is very soppy and very well done. They've got like got swelling speeches. music and they really just like hand it to you on a platter for you to cry. This one felt very raw. Mm. Very cold because she was quite cold and emotional and so and unemotional. Yeah, and, and quite selfish. Yeah, but, so it was very um, almost like a narcissistic me 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 kind of. Yeah, and to the point that was the fight with her friend like Jodie Foster and Reese Evans, and so people gave up a lot to do this with her, and she and it, it was just not ever working. She attempted it so many times, but I think it was an interesting. To note that in the movie itself, in the construction of the movie itself, it was very cold. Yeah. And and I almost thought, if this does happen, which I imagine it would, otherwise they wouldn't have made this movie, <laughs> um, or something happens, yeah. um, will I feel or empathize for her? Because at this point, I don't really, because I'm not getting the music cues. I'm not getting the the, the, the dialogue wasn't very like emotional and I'm this and I'm that. It's like they're playing ping pong and she's like, I want to do it again. You know, it's like it was very real to life. Yes. No, it was excellent. And like initially it started quite slow. So so somebody recommended this to us and we watched it and I was like, okay, it's a bit of a a bit of a slow start, bit of a slow pace. Where is this going? Is this Mm. worth watching? And then you start going, oh, this is actually worth pushing through on. 
the beginning? Because it's only like the first 10 minutes that's a bit like, what, what is happening? Yeah. But happy to report, it's a great film. No, it's, it really delivers. it's excellent. And, and just what an incredible person. So that was our one um, little uh, tearjerker. And then the other one, which I want to talk about, is A Man Called Otto. Yes. Which um, I know a lot of South Africans have watched because you can see it in the top From the top 10 on Netflix, yeah. But I must say, going into it, and we've spoken about this a bit on the, on the video stores, that sometimes you get a bad trailer. And in my head, A Man Called Otto actually had a bit of a bad trailer for me. You're right. You're actually right. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but it's true. So the whole story is really about this grumpy man played by um, Tom Hanks. Um, and you don't really get, I can't really remember too much from the trailer, but the basic idea is that in this little block, this little panhandle of houses, um, you've got a grumpy man who then uh, a family moves in and they challenge him. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and that's not enough to make you want to watch it. But mm. here to say the back of the box is you've got this guy, he's very set in his ways and this lovely family moves in and it's one of those movies that just slowly unfolds and you see where he got to this Be, point in his yeah, life. Yeah. And it's the most beautiful, heartwarming story about um, this connection that they have to this guy and how he, yeah, and just how this character gets revealed. This, this is Otto. so intense. Like, I'm, I'm even now, I'm like, where's those tissues? Why did I buy three boxes and didn't bring one with and, me and, right now? Because yeah. even now I'm starting to like, if I, like just those two films alone make me choke up on just yeah. like the, 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 the nature of human beings, the, yeah. the, the heart. Yeah. And just sort of what it means to be alive because immediately when you watch it, as it starts, it gives you the trigger warning that there is going to be aspects of suicide. In this and yeah. the and and the wanting to commit suicide and so this could be a trigger warning. So the the beginning part of the film is is Tom Hanks's character Otto, like not having a purpose in life, not wanting to live, and then this beautiful family comes in, and 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 the trailer like makes you think it's the little girl, but it's not. It's the mom. Yes. And so there's a lot more to it that comes through and his backstory and I I just love a. Slow burn. I love that revealer kind of film. Yeah, yeah. And, this is a very good one. It's also it's just excellent. And I think one way to appreciate it is to go, okay, well, what character are you given at the start, and how and how have they like built his arc, so that by the end, what do you learn? What do you get? How does he change? I just, it's a nice way to enjoy the film. I think. Yeah. Did it change you? Do you feel you you changed? Something about yourself? Um, not necessarily myself, but, but just, you know, the character, the Otto character. Yes, no, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm always fascinated to, to learn from films in like a personal way. And I wonder often how, how regularly does that happen for other people as well, yeah. where you actually change something within yourself after you've yeah. watched a film. I think, it, I think it certainly makes you, it reminds you that like what, what your life could be about and its potential and, and and even if it's just bringing joy to like a few other people in life, like that's that's all that life is. Yeah. And that's all that it could be. Like you don't have to start a charity and you don't save have to thousands swim 60 of people. Hours in. Yeah. Well, like, well, it's weird <laughs> to put those two together. Yeah. Yeah. Because she did that entirely for herself. Yeah. You know, it's not like they were 
even raising money. If anything, they were no. using each other's money to put her yeah. swimming thing. And so that was very much a personal thing. But shows you what you're capable, not what you personally, I mean, yeah. like not, I'm not going to swim, swim for 60 hours. I mean, yeah, yeah. 60 hours, but um, just, just to show what the human body is capable of doing through yeah. all of that mental stress. Yeah. yeah. You know, hallucinating, all of that stuff. Yeah. And then going to this one where you, you know, it's just very sweet and gentle, actually. Yeah. Another thing to to keep in mind when you watch A Man Called Otto is that, like, pretty much the whole film takes place in that block. Yes. And I think that's also a lovely way. Or another, it's, I think that's also a lovely example for people who are trying to tell stories to just look at the small things, look at the little moments. Like you don't have to have this huge, crazy, sweeping story, landscape, plot. It can just be a story between like two or three houses. Yeah. You know? And you can have a whole lifetime within that block. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's also that like, re like realness of what life from day to day is actually like. And also not knowing what your neighbors are going through necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. What else are you enjoying? Sly. I loved Sly. Ah, the Stallone film. Yes. The yes. the documentary on um, Sylvester Stallone uh, is just also mind-blowing. Started things. it. Yeah. But you're getting into it, eh? I loved it so much. You finished it. It's I a film. I finished it. It's a yeah, film. it's a film. It's, one, it's a once-off. I still want to watch um, Arnold's Arnold, yeah. um, but I haven't. Yeah. But I watched Sly and also just I kind of put it on in the background and then was so hooked that I had to just actually watch it yeah and also speaking of like if you want to tell a story or something you don't have to have these like millions of locations or like whatever he's you know the way that he's actually constructed or the way that he did construct rocky yeah. and how he he wrote that and he locked himself up and you know painted the the windows black so he could just focus on it and how he he learned through through other films and that he loved to watch and how he came about. It's just also incredibly mm. inspirational. Sylvester Stallone is probably one of the more underrated people in Hollywood. Like, yeah. I, and I don't think he's, he's necessarily the best actor. And I think even he knows he's not the best actor. But what a lot of people don't necessarily know is that he made Rocky happen for himself mm. because he wasn't getting cast. Yeah. And so he, against all odds put this script together he made the movie he directed it and what a lot of people don't know is that that year it won best film he won best actor and he won best director yes it's a, it's mind-blowing it's absolutely mind-blowing and then also just the the way that he describes you know how how the audiences responded back then like they were watching a real fight yeah they, they were responding in that exact same way thinking that Rocky had won the fight but he didn't and yeah, so I just actually just want to watch it again that's yeah. really like the biopics are cool and I think we're getting really good biopics these days I mean not biopics um biographies biographies yeah yeah these no. like docu-series whether it's a sometimes it needs more than one so like in Sly it's cool that they were able to give it to us in in this one film yes um but sometimes it's got to be in different parts um, because I've started the Robbie Williams um, docu-series. Right. Yes. Uh, sorry, every time I hear his name. I yeah. love Robbie Williams so much. Oh, your face is lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, um, so there was this whole thing when he was in South Africa in like 2007. I was there. I went to Loftus. I went to Loftus too, but it was like a very strange way how I got to Loftus. And okay. just like a little just sidebar, which was so funny is... I said, we, we struggled to get tickets, my friend and I, and we eventually got tickets because I was connected at that stage already to a lot of DJs at 5FM, people yeah. working there. And um, and it was just, uh, this is going to sound very weird, but you know, take it with a pinch of salt. salt, salt. Um, and I said, oh man, I just, I wish I had a job where it would just be so easy to just get tickets to all these things all the time. And like literally a month later, I was I joined 5FM. <laughs> And you got, and then you started getting the tickets. <laughs> and then I started getting the tickets, and all the friends that came along with that asking you for tickets, as as they do, which yeah. is oh, which is okay. But um, anyway, so we we go to the Robbie Williams thing. Um, I um with the actually went with Five FM staff to the the Robbie to the Williams show, yeah. to the thing, and we had to meet at Santon and go through in a bus. And when we got back the next day, well, we got back that evening, and the next day, my sister looks at me and she's like, "Why do you have a carpet burn on your forehead?" What? <laughs> Your face as well just yeah. now. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you, you, it looks like you have a carpet burn on your forehead. So I run to the mirror. I'm like, what happened? Because also we drank so much by the time we got to the, the, the show, we were hungover. Well, I was. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay. You, you, you preloaded it, yeah. I preloaded it a little bit too too soon, too quickly. Um, and yeah, I got, uh, got to the mirror and, and inspected this little situation and felt it as well. It's like, well, this mm. is an actual carpet burn. And I had to like really rack my brain about what happened. And then eventually, like halfway through that day, I realized that I had, you know, the carpet, there's like lining or carpet like on the bus. And okay. at some point I had hit my head. In, in, this is in, in your, this party, bus. your party bus for the... For the for the show, for the show. yeah, oh, lovely, yeah. I um, <laughs> I speaking of five FM DJs, that was the day I met Rob Forbes. Oh yeah, he was part of our little party that went to the Robbie Williams show, and he was one of the first people we picked up. We sort of had two or three guys that we picked up along the way as we sort of went through through to Pretoria. It was a lovely show. It was amazing. I remember ama- he's amazing. Yeah. So this is the this is on Netflix. Same as the Sly film the sly films on netflix but this is robbie williams which i think is shot straight to number one in terms of tv shows being watched um but i I think it's just great because he was just such a household name for all of us yeah and in the last little bit you know we don't hear too much from him and i think this will explain exactly why and did you finish watching it no i'm only in episode one so so it's many episodes yeah so this one is now, now episodic which is cool Okay. Um, you know, I love him and I think he's just also one of those remarkable talents that that probably torture himself for no apparent real reason. Yeah. No, it's it's wild and the first episode I think seems to address that was just the excess of his life. Okay. Okay. And so I think it's cool to be I've said this before, it's cool to be looking at these things now through a particular lens, like a 2024 20, lens, which is like the toll on your mental health. Like yeah. I don't think a, anyone would have made this kind of content ten years ago with the same lens, where they look at it in a particular way. Yeah, that's true. And that's I think true. We're, we're looking at it what it means to you and the toll and on your yeah, it's more mental health as opposed to going look how cool this yeah, was. Wow, it's amazing. Mm. It's like a look behind the curtain in a way. Yeah, I think we're all more exposed to that kind of. Um, 
mental man, mental mentality mm. being on social media as much as we are as regular people. If you're just a regular person on social media and you're putting yourself out there for whatever reason, I think we are we're able to relate a lot easier to people who are in the spotlight all the time. Yeah. So no, and it's also, also so weird to sort of see these people be so famous in an era before that. Exactly. Exactly. And it was just newspapers yeah. and articles and yeah. news features and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's hectic. But I just yeah, I think I think just that, you know, knowing you know, no nobody would um comment on what you're doing or what you're wearing to the same degree. Do you know what I mean? Like ten years ago. Like pre-social media. Yeah. You wouldn't be like I'm talking about like average normal just everybody everyday people yeah girls and boys you're putting yourself out there you're posting photos of yourself and people are commenting on it in a way that um that would be you know kind of abnormal so that's why i'm saying you can get like you relate a little bit more to people that are in the spotlight who are getting a lot of attention who have to go through like yeah. that kind no, of mental no, health I, I you know you. what i'm saying yeah, it's like totally. oh you're getting a lot of criticism from people um in a way, and we that, kind of in a, almost know what way. that feels like now. That's what I'm saying. Way. Yeah, like in a little way, we go, okay, we kind of, we can kind of relate to what that would feel like if, like, the whole world, your whole world, yeah. whatever that may be, no, it might be like, yeah. it might be like a street that you live on, like Otto, or it could be like, you know, the world for someone like Robbie Williams. But I think that impact on people criticizing, mm. you know, from mm. from like a safe distance, mm. uh, you know. We all have a little bit of what that feels like nowadays. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Yeah. And then um, I started watching Winchester. Winchester? What's that? It's a horror. And I I like horrors sometimes. W- what is it? Film or TV? It's a TV, TV? Uh, show. It's a series. And where is it? On Netflix as well. Okay, Winchester. Winchester. And it's about the, the family that created the rifles. But I, okay, so uh, I don't Winchester rifle. Yeah, so I don't know to what extent it's actually like, like how much this dips into reality. So I haven't okay, so investigated fictional, that yet. It's a fictional biopic. I of it. think so. Yeah. So, um, well, it would be because it's all like haunted and inspired by true events. Probably. Okay, but it's yeah. got a, it's got a little bit of extra supernaturalness to it. It has a lot of supernaturalness to it. Um, so it's okay. The, so it's got some license. You, it's it's so intense. I couldn't. I I want to watch it. So, I want to keep watching it. But I think it looks great. But so, so far. far, so good. So far, so good. Ten minutes okay. in, I had to stop because I have a little bit of insomnia problem. Yeah. So I couldn't. Um, I couldn't expose myself to content that would keep me awake <laughs> when <laughs> okay. I'm trying to prioritize sleep so badly. Yeah. Um, but it looked really good. Yeah. Anything that you started that you wanna? Uh, I've started watching The Killer. Oh. Which is the David Fincher, yes. Michael Fassbender film. Yes, yes. Which is so cool that these kinds of films are being made for Netflix. Yes. Because normally these kinds of films would be quite tricky and go through cinema or go through festivals and it would usually take maybe a little bit of time before we get it. Mm. But now it's like straight to Netflix. And, yeah. and David Fincher does not fuck around. No, he doesn't. And I love and David Fincher so much. he's one of those so directors much. that has just always been so good. And Fassbinder as well just doesn't take on rubbish. No. And so he's an incredibly meticulous filmmaker. People know that he does like many, many takes. Yeah. He gets it right. Um, and the beginning of that is also very meticulous. The beginning? Of the killer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's off to a great start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll report on uh, okay on the it's so on, on where it goes next week. <laughs> Stay tuned. But no, so far it's it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I've also started. Uh, so weird that we both started watching it but didn't finish watching it. Yeah, just life. Life is getting in the way. But Fight Club needs used to be my um, number one. Yeah, Finches, yeah. Fight Club, Social Network, um, Gone Girl, yeah. Seven. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing this for so long. So crazy. So good. And um, yeah, my, my number one was, well, was Fight Club. And then it got knocked off by 1917. Oh. Yeah. Did you see 1917? I loved it. Did you see I, it in cinema? Saw it in IMAX. Oh. Those explosions and those guns, it's the just incredible. The sound design of that film is almost like you actually have to go get 5.1 for your own house yeah. before you watch it. Yeah. So we've brought it up before, but it's, it's the, it was an Oscar, I think it should have won, but it was an Oscar film about two years ago. And it's a World War I film and um, it's, let's say, a decision or gimmick not a gimmick it's, its decision was the fact that they wanted to make this film look like it was one take yeah yeah single shot it film. was a yeah, single yeah. shot film seamless editing and yeah. and um basically as this one soldier makes his way across the battlefields in world war one what i love about it is that i knew that that was the concept went in loved every moment because i was watching it with that knowledge right cut to finding out my folks watched it and I, and I was like and, and the shot hey, it's crazy how they do the one shot they're like what are you talking about <laughs> like for them they just enjoyed it and watched it as a film so okay. it could exist past its oh, be- its, oh is that what its, you're saying okay its, um, its concept you know Got you. and it just was an immersive film for them they didn't they didn't think much of it oh it was amazing so no, it's lovely it was... when it can have a a a a purpose like that a construction that's very carefully thought through yeah but that can sometimes override its ability to actually be a good narrative film but here in this case it managed to do both and that's what made 1917 incredible that sound design i just i can't get over it yeah it's just, I, it just it, it really truly moves me when i think about the memory of watching that film it's just amazing yeah and uh, what is just just be quickly before we go yeah. What what's one of your favorite comedies that have shaped you as a person from like when you were like 10 or you know like preteen? Cuz I think that's where we get shaped a lot by films. <laughs> Comedy that shaped me. Yeah. Preteen. Yeah. In primary school I watched a lot of Paulie Shaw movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love and Paulie I think Shaw. And I think you're of the um Oh gosh. I think you're of the vintage that knows Paulie Shaw. Oh, yeah, I brought, absolutely. I brought him up in front of Cole and Graham, and they didn't actually know who <gasps> he was. no! Yeah, yeah. And I realized that... Scandal! Just how much of a timestamp Paulie Shaw is. Oh, I love Paulie Shaw so much. Which meet, one is your favorite? I got favorite? to meet him in real life. He came to South Africa yeah, to do a comedy show. Um, I watched a lot of Biodome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Which is the so classy silly. one. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the classiest him, of them all. Yeah, is it? No, no. <laughs> um, we we it was, it was called California Man in South Africa. Uh, in the rest Encino of the world, Man, it was yeah. called Encino Man. Yeah. that was a big one because he was in the Encino. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is we, in California, and we don't know what that is. So yeah, that's why it we got, know what that is. It's an area in well, 
we didn't really like it made okay. sense that it got called California Man. <gasps> yeah. For us, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So I, I mean, I hate to admit it, but it was that. Did it shape me? I'm not entirely sure. Did I understand all the jokes? Maybe not. <laughs> okay. But I, I guess I appreciated the the sort of loosey goosey character that 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 Paulie Shaw played. Yeah. There was a there was an air of fun and absurdness to that particular character that he was yeah. in most of those movies. Yeah. Jury duty. Yeah. Yeah. In the Army Now. I like I, Oh, I, I loved In the all. Army Now. I love the movie so much. I watched it way too many times. Like, I can't think of another sort of in the realm of, of comedy Okay, that, that hit me in that young was, age. Was Jim Carrey too, too, too old for you then? No, no. I was there for it all. Okay. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't appreciate it as much. Okay. I preferred the, the sort of offbeat of Paulie Shaw as opposed to the kind of bang on physical humor of Jim of Carrey, Jim Carrey okay. but I was there for it yeah, like yeah. I, I was there for the mask I was like the prime <laughs> age to appreciate that and, okay. and um, all the Ace Venturas mm. yeah, yeah I, I loved I liked them but you know, there was something about Paulie Shaw that was a bit more offbeat oh Paulie was great yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no okay. I think you know Jim Carrey plays I think a big part of how I okay I was about to say I, what was it for you Probably, well, definitely a lot more SNL actors. So okay. Steve Martin kind of era. Okay. Yeah. So I, this is not right, but I watched a lot of SNL comedies growing up that were obviously not in the age restrict. Uh, you know, we're, we're yeah. probably a, age inappropriate. Uh, interesting. Yeah. So um, Three Amigos would be a big one. that I've only heard about that now because, you know, um, <laughs> Only Murders in the Building – is, okay. is Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah, yeah. And um, someone brought it up, and I, I, I never watched Three Amigos, oh, which, is, which is those two plus Chevy Chase. Yeah. So I think if you, if you watch, I think the Three Amigos aged well. I think, oh, you, can, is it? I think you can watch it now and still I get a good laugh out of it. if it is anywhere. I have it on DVD if you, if you want to. Okay, cool. You know. but, uh, yeah, those kinds of films should hopefully come back somehow. Yeah, I think that, it's it's kind of a shame to me that we don't have video stores that yeah. we could go and actually you know have a physical look at things. No, but not even that. Just like there are just films that are just lost. Yeah. Where I, I it's interesting when you compare films and 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 music. You know the the fact that all music is everywhere in 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 Spotify and Apple. Yeah. Plus, like yeah. I mean, Apple. Fuck. Apple, Apple fuck yes. Where <laughs> all music is an Apple fuck. <laughs> where where film just because they were just all these much bigger productions, they each have their own story and they're each in their own place. Every yeah. film is in its own unique little place, and you got to find them. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on Apple that you can rent and buy. Yeah, so probably iTunes is where you could yeah. get Three Amigos. Yeah, yeah, you can get Three Amigos there. Um, but it's um, there's a couple of things that you can't get on Apple that's quite disappointing. But definitely a lot of Saturday Night Live characters shaped yeah, the, me. The films that they the films that they then made. Yeah, Wayne's World. Oh, I loved Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was also a big one for me. I'll wear my Wayne's World cap next shift. Oh fuck, you going? I got one. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, yeah, lovely. But listen, man, thanks for coming in. Thanks Thank for you. doing a, a nice shift with us. It's nice to catch up. 
Yeah, always. Thank you for for having me again. I I just enjoy it very much. And we are uh, later this week um, gonna go to the Hunger Games premiere, which is quite cool. Later this week, yes. you're gonna be in Cape Town. Slopstart, which is cool. So you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be able to go to the Cape Town premiere, and then a few of us will go to the Joburg one. The fee and a, the fee and a, the fee and R. the fee and R. the fee and R. water water front. Jesus, you know. Yo, we just made it. <laughs> Sunday. Just made it through <laughs> through Afrikaans. Um, I am Afrikaans. I shouldn't. Oh, I shouldn't try not I, sound Afrikaans. You've got no excuse. I have no excuse. No, <laughs> no. But we did speak about the Benoni thing as well. Yeah. Benoni. 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 We're trying to make this a thing. Well, I am. Now Russell's kind of on board. Yeah, you you hail from the lovely suburb of Benoni, and yes. we are now going to be calling it Benoni. Benoni. Because that's epistemologically correct. Are there a lot of uh, yeah Italian South Africans that live in Benoni? No, but the first rugby match was played in Benoni. Benoni. The f- what rugby match? In the in South Africa. Oh really? The first rugby match to ever have pl- played in the country was played in Benoni. Okay. Yeah. Where's Where's Tom Jones Road? Oh, it's something else now. It's been changed, but it's um. It's just after that, Atlas Road. But that's in that part yeah, of the world, yeah, right? Yeah, it's very close And that to was me. named after the actual Tom Jones. When he came into South Africa, they smuggled him in and um, he stayed somewhere on that road. Oh, crazy. And so that's why it was called Tom Jones Road. Yeah, so, and there's Atlas Road that's also now, now been changed. Um, but it's um, Atlas Road was the first road to be built in Benoni, like mm. main road, and was built by Italians. So okay. it's, it's Benoni. All right. It's we'll not Benoni, it. okay, guys? Okay. <laughs> Got it. Uh, okay, thank you for listening. Um, this was a lovely episode, and we are going to be back again next week. Grab your tissues. Grab your tissues. Um, our home base is thevideostore.co.za. Um, there are links to all our social media, so we'd love to have you chime in and tell us what you are watching, what you think we should be talking more of. And we've also got links to um, older episodes as well, which I'm slowly building more and more of. So you can see the filmmakers and the filmmaker section. You can see the actors and lovely. Um, and I'm gonna the comics, and I'm gonna be building and going back because we we now have we're, we're approaching we're a little it's a little far away, but we're approaching a hundred episodes. Wow, which is exciting. Oh, so that's we're great. certainly gonna make a big deal about that next year when we hit a hundred. But thank you for listening and thank you for all the lovies. Like, share, subscribe, Venmo, whatever. Do we have Venmo? No, we don't. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you again next week. Thanks, eh? Chills.